Hello and welcome to the Coon Hunting University Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Duncan. And like always, class is in session. Coon Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHU Podcast at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors Hunting and Hound Supply Store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high quality cedar dog box at a great affordable price. If you're in the market for a new dog box, reach out to Gavin at 615-962-5266. So today, Mr. Eddie Simmons and I are joined by Mr. Keith Medley. But before we get started with that interview, got a couple of things I'd like to cover. Friday, May 27th and Saturday, May 28th is the Louisiana State PKC Youth Hunt. There will only be a hunt on Friday, but Saturday will be an all-day fun day for the kids. They're going to have crawfish. A squalling contest, treeing contest, drag race, bench show, and everything's free for the kids. They have some great prizes. These guys have done a ton of work. Shout out to Tim Atkins, Clark Canterbury, and the rest of the guys over there that are working on this and helping put this out. This is going to be a great event. Get your kids out. Bring them to it. So another thing that we've kind of started doing with Kennedy University is we're going to do like a youth spotlight once a month. So in this, I need you to go recommend people. We got a Google form on the Facebook page. If you don't know, if you can't find the recommendation page for a youth hunter, then contact me uh, on the Facebook page and I can get that form to you and you can fill it out and you can recommend them. That way we can catalog it. And we're also doing like once a month, we're going to do a benefit raffle on Facebook for a different club that's nominated for like youth hunt. So if you have a youth hunt that you think needs some money raised, Conkey's Outdoors has stepped up and they're going to give us a product a month at cost. So we're going to raffle it off. We're going to try to raise around $600 a month for one youth hunt. So, you know, if your youth hunt gets chosen this week or this month, you know, we'll do the waffle and then you'll get $600 cash, 500, however much it ends up being. We're going to try to do this once a month to benefit a youth hunt. We think this is a great way maybe for a club to to get a little boost and uh, maybe get some support around it. You know, we're trying to really, really promote this youth, the youth programs and everything. I know I'm running a little long here today. Uh, we have a great interview for y'all, Mr. Keith Medley. So uh, I'll quit yapping. And without further ado, here's me and Mr. Eddie Simmons interviewing Mr. Keith Medley. Y'all sit back and enjoy. We got Mr. Keith Medley on here. Uh, he really doesn't need an introduction, but... uh. Mr. Keith, if you could, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I drew, grew up right here in Meade County, uh, Meade County, Kentucky, Flaherty, little old town called Flaherty. I, I live about, I don't know, seven, eight miles from where I was raised. And uh, But anyhow, uh, you just live with my dad. He drove truck and farmed some. That's what I do. And then, uh, I don't know, I was about nine years old and uh, Wayne Hayden, an agriculture teacher, he moved down here in 67 or 8 from Calhoun, Kentucky, which is really uh, 15 miles or so uh, west of Owensboro. 
my brother was in high school and uh, my oldest brother and uh Wayne Hayden he started he he was a big coon hunter and uh he started taking Ronnie and a bunch of them agriculture boys and they didn't last too long next thing you know I was tagging along with him and he got into some, I think he got second in the NKC World Hunt shoot I don't know had to be 71 or two somewhere in there of course the NKC was it was pretty big back in and uh and then I bought this farm right here 275 acres and it actually borders him me and him are neighbors over not at our house but I border his 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 cow farm my or his house and farm borders this 275 acres that I bought and uh which is only eight miles from my house but uh anyway he's the one I got going around with and then me and Sluggo and his dad they we got of course i've been friends with slug on him for years and his dad started carrying us some of them old hunts i don't know 12 13 years old something like that but anyway that's kind of where we started let me ask and you this keith uh when you first started coon hunting how many nights of going with them and pleasure hunting before you knew hey i want to be all in on this coon hunting how, how long did it take you to realize that keith shoot i don't know i we went, oh, Wayne, he went pretty hard. I, every night he'd come pick me up, I'd go. And uh, I think, uh, I believe I still got it. Won uh, fifth place in the NKC hunt over here called Dove Sinking Creek Coon Club in 1971. So I, I was, what, I was born in 59, so that made me 12, I guess, or, or 13. Okay, yeah. so you pretty well was cooked, uh, hooked on uh, pleasure hunting and competition hunting pretty quick then. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know if I was hooked on it. Yeah, we started going to some old hunts and stuff. So, yeah. If somebody take me. <laughs> you know? yeah. What was, uh, what kind of hounds were you hunting back then? Oh, shoot, what did I have? Uh, I believe she was a old red bone black and tan mix. Red. She was she was red with a big white chest, and I don't know what they were really out of. Well, I take that back. She was a black and tan. Her her mama was a black and tan. Her daddy was an old dog they called Old King over here. I don't know. Back then they called them lemon spotted walkers. They were like an open spotted walker dog today, except they were red. And they bred that red lemon spotted walker to that black and tan and she come out red with white stocking feet and a big white chest on her and uh i mean them were old great hunts you know or you could you could in case he register anything matter for the poodle or whatever it was you could in case he registered okay but, uh, she was pretty tight mouth but uh i see trees he'd have him couldn't well buddy that's yeah. that's pretty good you started out with a coon trailer well keith uh you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and get with it here. Uh, I knew you and Mr. Joe House had a, a friendship. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and uh, what you remember about him. And <clears throat> I know he kind of uh, shared some of his information with you and ideas on breeding and training and promoting. Would you talk a little bit about Mr. Joe House for us? Well, I guess it was in 1978. I had a, just a troop, I had a blue tick out of old Hammer 6, out of old Dave Dean's dog. Well, he come up missing. Pretty good pup, nine, ten months old, and he come up missing, and I don't know, we never did find him. 
And uh, well, I said, I've read these old American cooners and fool cries. I said, oh, Joe, I said, stood the test of time. And I said, I'm going to call him. And I called him. I introduced myself. And, and I said, uh, hey, I said, uh, uh, you wouldn't have any old pups down there, would you? He said, I got a, a nice, I think she was eight or nine months old. She's out of old Clint. He said, she'll treat birds. I thought, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I said, I'm on the coon dog working out about treating birds. And uh, of course, I didn't know no bear. Anyway, we drove down there and uh, I bought her. And uh, she, that old dog taught me how to coon hunt more than I knew how to coon hunt. I mean, well, we didn't have no tracking collar. You cut her loose, and I mean, she'd get through that country. We'd, we'd have to drive around, just drive to the hills, listen and listen and find her. And I, like I was a kid, she found me more new hunting spots around here than I than I knew, but wherever I would I was. And uh, but she'd go through there. And uh, but that that's where I run into Joe in '79, right there. And uh, I bought that, give two hundred dollars for her. And uh, but he he tell you stuff, and you think this old guy's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, I told him about thirty years from now. I said, all that told me. I said, I found that it'd be pretty much true. <laughs> <laughs> Did was that the last blue tick you ever owned? It is. I've had these old. I've had this same old strain of dogs that I've got. I just kept crossing Joe's dogs and the old house breeding dogs and since seventy nine, so twenty one, what, forty three years. Same old same old strain of dogs. And uh, that's yeah, that's where I that's when I started with these. They just well I told him one day I said out of old houses, Clint. I said, well, if you get one at a tree out of him, I said, son, I said, he's the real deal. But I said, a lot of them out of him didn't tree. But I said, if one did tree, I said, man, he was something special. He said, what are you going to do for a bunch of mediocre dogs? I said, well, you may have something there. He said, that way you know what to do with him. He said, Cully, get another. Yeah, he told me, he said, don't spend much time on a pups if they don't trace and get rid of him said you'd be killing coons to a good pup instead of one that's gonna run all night he of course old joe he's gonna say he like me or i like him one and one he just he'd lay it on the line if you liked it okay if you didn't it's still okay pretty blunt that's what i'm trying to say it'd be a, a good statement to say he was strong will and had confidence in himself and his dog his bloodline wouldn't it keep yeah, he told me one time, he said, I told a guy, I said, you don't got to like me. He said, but I know you like what I got. <laughs> you got that right. Now, now I heard you told, uh, Jason Darty said that you told him one time at Super Stakes that uh, don't let you not liking me keep you out of the winner's circle. That's right. <laughs> I, I said, don't drive yourself from a winner just because you don't like me. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty good. You know, yeah. Keith, I, I, now I sure didn't know Mr. Joe House. I wasn't a friend of his. He might have knew my name and may have not, but I enjoyed visiting with him. But I was reading an article, and I, uh, it was in that uh, ACHA Legends, and maybe you can verify this, but, man, this impressed me. Uh, and I've, I've kept up with, like you, through the Cooner, everything his dogs did. But what this article said that he had pleasure hunted for 15 years before he ever entered a coon hunt. 
He said he had only been a competition hunter one and a half years before he won the 63 ACHA World Championship with Bali. Yeah. The article also said Bali was out of House's Elmer and House's Queen. Uh, uh-huh. And that's the dog that introduced Joe House to the and the and his strand of dogs to the world. And isn't it amazing that he pleasure hunted that long before he ever entered a hunt? Yeah, they well, I, I don't know. I read he didn't really tell me. He said, uh, said an old farmer from Clinton, Kentucky, decided to come to the world hunt one year. And I guess it was here, and he won a volley. And then the next thing you know, a year or two later, the you know how they do that in the top 20. I think there was like I can't remember the exact number six or eight out of that old stuff of his. It was in the top 20, like just few years later you know dogs they were tracking dogs and hey back in you can a lot of dogs wouldn't tree i i told him hey yeah it ain't been a bunch of years ago a lot of mice wouldn't tree <laughs> <Of course, laughs> but if you got one that would tree he was a good one. and that's what he told me he said what do you want a bunch of mediocre dogs for he said i call them dogs convenient he said he'll run out there said a hundred years hundred yards and said slick tree or said come back in he said them's what you call convenient dogs he said well you can go back home (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and that same article it said for a 10-year stretch between the time uh of 63 there when bali won till tom tom won again in 76 there was a 10-year stretch that there was a house's bred dog in the top 20 of the ACHA World Hunt. Boy, that's powerful. Yeah, Harold Trusty owned him when he owned Tom Tom when he won the World Hunt. Joe handled him, but Harold Trusty actually owned him. Okay. That first female that you got from Mr. Joe that you said started you into walkers, did you breed her? No, no Joe, she was out of houses, Clinton, a house's chief female. Yeah, so you never you never bred her to anything, huh? Well, no, somebody stole her. And, uh, Dang, you had a bad luck with people stealing your dog back in, didn't you? Oh, uh, they—he's up here in these old mountains, and they're very cold. But we'd hunt on that Fort Knox reservation. Them boys come out of them mountains over there, and they'd steal it out of like her. I mean, you love she loved being there too. Before you find her, she'd go so far, you know, and you didn't have no tractors back in. And uh, old boys out in them mountains up in there, they'd steal that, take it back to them mountains and sell it. Where'd you kind of go from her? Oh, shit, you're asking me some hard questions now. Uh, you know, that's been 40 years ago. We had a little old dog called House of Shade of Fire. I granted him out. He about 13, 14 months old. He was out of lawyer. Hoppy was out of lawyer, too. Shoot old lawyer now. They talked about giving this two and three. I said, if I could get me a litter of pups out of old lawyer, I said, I said it wouldn't bother me to give $2,000 for a straw. He had old lawyer now. He was a reproducing dude now. So, yeah, and, and talk about, you hunted with Lawyer a good bit, obviously, huh? No, no, no? Not, not a good bit, but I've hunted with him. Was he the loudest yeah. dog you ever heard? He is, on the tree. Sound yeah. like a coyote on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Um, but, son, I'm on that wood, son. I'm telling you, everybody knows he's a tree. So, he, he, I mean, he, I don't know, been several years ago, a bunch of them talking about stylish lipper and, and this one and that one and old bone was there and uh, they said uh that's the loudest dog yeah i said oh lawyer you're the loudest heard old bone said i've got he, he got my vote too he said that's the loudest dog i've ever heard in my life 
Hey, he, oh, he was just pierce your ear, son, out that tree. I mean, it was unreal. I mean, just scream and squall. And, oh, he was louder than his daddy. They all, of course, yeah, I ain't taking nothing away from Lipper. Don't give, I ain't, I ain't here running nobody down, but I mean. Where would you say your career really are begun? You know, as far as uh, started breeding your own dogs or, or really started winning a lot? Old Swamp was really the started the breeding. I mean, and he got second in the world, probably got more recognition than the dog that won it. Eddie, I tell you, I ain't much on crying now. I don't make excuses. I don't. I should have won the world hunt. It was the biggest cluster that you've ever seen in your life. From the, I've got two hundred, and we get run off. And I, I got a first and first sitting down there in the coon, and Pete and all the rest of them running out of the country on jump, and we get run off. And I, I got to delete two hundred. I mean, I literally throw a fit. I said, yeah. I said, you mean tell me we're in the final four of the PKC World Championship, and we ain't even got permission to hunt? And I said, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, really? You know what I'm saying? That that's pretty pathetic, buddy. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Pretty pathetic. Pretty pathetic. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, they was off on theirs. I was there throwing a fit, and they called Jarvis and told him circumstances. And I've got my Schleywood tree, three hundred yards from us. He said, we're just going to start it over. So when they get back with their dogs, said, we'll just start a new hunt. I said, like we are. I said, they've got one hour to have it back here. Or I'm the world champion. I can do that now. Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they're proud to offer amazing financing options from 30 days, same as cash, to 0% interest for 6, 9, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at conkeysoutdoors.com or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkeys Outdoors, houndsmen helping houndsmen. And uh, Jarvis said, now, now we're starting it over. I said, well, we'll see. I said, but I said, there's going to be a war if, if they don't get back here in an hour. And, and we started over. I can tell you that. Anyway. Well, Keith, I uh, didn't, I, didn't y'all win I, the fraternity I, also? Now, didn't you? Yeah, some, he, yeah, he won the fraternity the next year. That's what I was kind of thinking. You know, I, I was telling Tyler yeah, he, that uh, Bali kind of put Mr. Joe House on the map, and I felt like Swamp uh, was kind of the one that put you on the map and got Got you a household name. There's yeah, there's no doubt about it. And then I bought Homer just, just tell you the truth, I bought a Homer because of oh what three or four they had they bred old Homer to three or four what was that Dale Bolin had that dog what they call him uh, he was out of a swamp and, and Homer and then there was another Brandy oh boy what they oh boy they called Mrs. and uh, Jamie Jenkins Jamie Jenkins that's him yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. And anyway, I hunted with another or two out of him. And uh, I didn't have nothing I was liking or wanting to breed. And uh, I bought old Homer. I think he was seven and a half years old. About to die when I bought him. And uh, he had Arlichia. He didn't have heartworms. had Arlichia. 
three or four didn't met my vet. I met Jarvis at Memphis. I said, I'm Jarvis, not that sick. I said, he looked like he's going to die. Of course, you know old Jarvis. Oh, Keith, he said something about this McDonald's store here he don't like. I said, oh, Jarvis. <laughs> I said, hey, don't get me when I say this about Jarvis. Hey, me and Jarvis, we, he kind of like everybody. We had our differences, but hey, me and Jarvis, was, we were good friends. He sponsored my daughter's softball team. I don't know. She, we were six or seven. And that's back when I was coaching all them girls ball. And I said something. I don't know. I talked to him when he had that, what was it, raw dog life? What do yeah. you call that? Yeah, the raw dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All his the pro shop. Company. He had the pro shop. Hey, I've, I've still got some of them jerseys. Uh, Isn't that something? He was a good I man. Said, I said something. He said, you got a sponsor for your team, Medley? I said, no. He said, send me all them little girls' sizes and the numbers they want. And what all y'all want, he said, I'll send you a set of uniforms. And uh, I said, you serious? He said, <laughs> he said, yeah. Well, he uh, he sent a whole box of them up here. And I, we, we put them all on and had, uh, uh, I don't know what all it had, pro shop. I don't. Pro Shop Myrtle, Mississippi, or something like that. I know it had the Pro Shop in Myrtle, Mississippi on the back of it as a sponsor. They said, Where do you come up at, man? I said, Don't worry about it. I said, I've got it, though. But uh, he sure did. Uh, hey, I, I thought the world of that old dog. But uh, like I said, he was, uh, he liked me. He he gets something in his head. You got to show us. And uh, we had our ups and downs, but he, he sure was a good friend of mine. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell me this, Keith, when you uh, first found those swamp, now, did you buy him? Did you raise him? And what set him apart? Where, where did, what's, give me, give us a swamp story. Well, I went to the super stage one year. I, I, they held it down there. It was at the Mayfield Fairgrounds or something. And we had to meet at the, a store down there somewhere. Anyway, I drove an old dog or two. I won early. Shoot. He was a logger. Had that dog called. Uh, anyway, I can't gonna go all through that. I had a dog and I drawed him. I did beat him. I said, "What's that old dog got up?" He said, "Maniac." I'll be Johnson. I I ain't never heard of Maniac. Make a long story short, I went about three rounds deep, and I drawed a dog in all three rounds that, whether they won or not, they kind of caught my eye, you know. And uh, I asked him, I said, "What's that old dog got up?" He said, Maniac. And I told the third one, he said, Maniac. Well, I go back to I said, who was this Maniac now? I said, I've never heard of Maniac. Oh, said Jimmy Guess had him. said he's out of old Dixie and uh, Lipper. And uh, I said, boy, I like him some of us. I can tell you that. And uh, Ansel Moore, wasn't that his name down in Mississippi? I believe it was. He was up there close to Frankie Dukes up there. He was there at... Uh, he had a dog named Dealer. Dealer, too. Didn't he have a dog named Dealer? Dealer. 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 That's the one. Yep. Hey, I, I bought old Dealer, and, and Ansel brought, backed out on me and, and asked me if he could back out. Sure. And I said, I said, hey, if it's that big deal, it ain't no big deal. So I was really going to struggle to get this $5,000 together anyway. <laughs> and I hunted with him. He was nice. Oh, he was. He missed a little more than... I like, but boy, he he done everything else just like you want. Well, anyway, uh, 
You remember the Maniac Shack dog I had that I got second the Super Stakes with in 94? Yeah. He was a full brother to dealer. Okay. I drove all the way to Mississippi to get him, get $600 for him as a puppy. And uh, I know that don't sound like much, but it was to me. And uh, what was that, Yazoo, Mississippi? Ain't that a... Yeah, that's a place down there. Anyway, I drove down there, and he had him in back of a little old Chevy Love pickup truck with a topper on it. And he had puked and rolled in deer guts that he'd eat. And, and uh, I asked him everything I could ask him about this old puppy, about four or five months old. And uh, and uh, he opened back of that topper. That's something, not to mention all the slime and guts all over him. He looked like Rudolph, big old pink nose. I said, Jesus Christ. I said, I don't know. He said, hey, eat the... I said, why the hell did you tell me you had a pink nose like that? He said, you didn't ask. I said, well, I don't know to ask which one's got a pink nose. I mean, nearly the whole nose, buddy. I've seen little pink spots in them. He said, well, if you don't want him, you don't have to take him. I said, well, I'm down here now. I'm going to take him. Anyway, I'd take him, drive back home. We fool with him, fool with him. He's probably nine months old. I think the maturity was in September, and he was born in August. Well, it was roasting here time. About July, he ain't done it. I told Naaman Board, my old hunting buddy, I said, well, I ought to kill that. He said, oh, don't kill him. Keep that he ain't causing no trouble. He said, we can get him anytime we want to go. He just follows us around. And it was about July. We sitting there one night, and this old dog sitting in their tree on Naaman's mother-in-law. And I said, uh, I said, I thought you said didn't nobody hunt down here on your mother-in-law but us. You know? I said, well, who's that tree in you? He said, I don't know. We sit there, and I mean, this humbuck, he's cutting her now. And, uh, he said, where's that old pup? I said, hell, I don't know. Probably sleep somewhere. He said, got to be that old pup. Hey, we go over there. It's him, honey. He got to come. <laughs> we knock it out to him. We go cut him two more times by himself, and he trees two more, and this pup ain't left her feet since I've owned him, nine or ten months old. And uh, I thought, Jesus Christ. I said, I'm going to go win my hunter. This thing goes to security. That's back when they... uh hunt them all together you know i roll in up there to security and it was you know back then it was double lim- they had a double elimination you remember that when they you, just like a ball tournament you get beat twice years out it uh that's the way they done it uh with him and swamp boat they did and uh oh uh, david me and david reiniger they didn't have them split up we got down to the final two this this old pup was born in august and september and we was hunting the one to three year olds together. And uh, old David Reininger, now he be, I, 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 he beat me like a drum, son. I mean, he beat me like a drum in that final round. But I got second place in the maturity in 94 with him. And he was a full brother to a dealer. And, uh, and then 95, you come right back. That was when you was a reserve world champion with old Swamp. Yeah, and then Swamp won the maturity in 96. Absolutely. And, yeah, but, uh, oh, uh, man, I, I sold old Shaq to Tex Mo. I forget, 7500 or 8500 right after it was over. And anyway, uh, Jimmy Guest bred, uh, he bred old Tiny to Mania. And uh, Tiny was out of old Tom again. Well, in this meantime, you know, I, I done had old Tom again. And uh, 
Tiny was out of Tom again and uh, Dixie, which that was Maniac Mama, old Dixie, old Hardwood Dixie, which was out of Logan, old Hardwood Logan. Anyway, Jimmy bred Maniac, or Tiny, to Maniac, and, and Mani, or Tiny was out of Tom again and Dixie, and Maniac was out of Lipper and Dixie. They were half-brothers and sisters. That's where Swamp come from. I called Jimmy Guest, and I said, I see where you got these pumps out of old Tiny and Maniac. And uh, I said, I'm going to buy one. And uh, he said, let's give you one. He said, I got eight females and a male. I said, I want that male. He said, well, I ain't giving the male away. He said, I'll give you one of these females. I said, no, I don't want female. I said, I want a male. Oh, he said, get on down here and get a mail. Or this one. I said, no, I ain't going to do it. I said, I'll just look. I said, I'm fixing to buy me a maniac pup somewhere. Anyway, three or four days ago. He said, get on down here and get this little old pup. I drive down there. I said, I want to buy him. He said, no, you can have him. And I'll be honest with you now. <laughs> Jimmy didn't take the best care of his puppies. I mean, he wasn't a puppy raiser now. That little fella, he looked like a little chihuahua, a little pot bellied thing. If he wasn't free, I wouldn't have bought him or took him. And uh, I thought, Lord, have mercy. Anyway, I brought him home. That was in uh, 94. So I guess my kids were born in 86 and 83, so they were 9, 10, 11. Had little old pups up there just running around. I'd come home from work, and they'd have him down there in the swimming pool, and he'd swim with them, jump off the edge. I said, well, that's the biggest <laughs> city. He'll never amount to much. But anyway, I just left it alone. And we went hunting one night, one me and Dwight Price, and, and uh, we went right up from the house, and I said, I'll leave one thing. I said, that little snotty-nosed pup, I said, he probably won't be worth it. I said, boy, he got a mouth on him, boy. I said, he's got a horn, son. And, we knocked a coon out, and we drove right to the tree. I said, no way that old dead coon in the back of the truck. I said, I'm going to go home and get that old little old pup. He was about five months old then. And uh, we loaded him up, took him away from the house. They was actually building a subdivision about half mile up the road. Just cut the roads through there, and we took up there, and I got that little pup out, and I shook that dead coon, which was swamp. He yarded back, he yarded back. I had old Shaq, too, at the same time, the one I got second maturity with. And uh, I told Dwight, I said, uh, get old Shaq out of that box. I had that old coon. I had a lead wrapped around him, and I was slinging him back and forth, and he let old Shaq out. And old Shaq, he went out there, and he shaked me. Old Swamp, I saw Buck. He, he just come uncorked after, after old Shaq got shaking him a little. We throw old Shaq back in the box. I drug him out about 100, 150 feet. I hung him up a tree. Now, this, it didn't weigh 20 pounds. I slung him over a limb. Hey, I cut him loose, and son, you never hear such a tree dog in your life crawling and screaming. And I tell you, within, within 30 days, I was hunting him by himself. It was unreal. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah, he just, I mean, he went just, it was unreal. Uh, I never seen nothing like it. I spoke tree coon myself. I'd take him over to an old dairy farm. He'd treat his five, five and a half months old. But uh, that's where he come from. from he, I actually got him from Jimmy. And it, did you sell the, the brother to him or the half-brother you had to him just because he was so much better or, you know what I'm saying? 
Well, and then that old swamp got about six, seven months old. Them coons wasn't his, his main priority. He got on that junk. I mean, he could run or two, son. And a hunt buddy of mine, we had old Shaq and old Swamp, we'd, and he'd bring his dog and I'd hunt them together. And I, and old Shaq was a good dog now. Old Tex Moats, he bought him. I saw Philip Cullison the other weekend of Super Stakes, and uh, and uh, he said, boy, that old Shaq was a coon trier, wasn't he? I said, he was. And uh, we was hunting, and uh, we done treat a couple coons. Old Swamp, he just, he'd run that old junk out the country. They said, what are you going to do with him? I said, he'll let him go. I said, be all right. Of course, back in, we didn't have him all them roads down here. I said, he'll. He'll do something. I just let him go, and we treat two or three cousins. He he'd be gone. We down on Ohio River one night. I told the boy, I said, I said, I said, I think I'm gonna sell old shack and just concentrate on old swamp. He said, Medley, what's happened to you? He said, You've lost your mind. He said, Why would you keep a son like that and sell one like this? I said, He just got that something extra. I said, I I just see it. I said. But anyway, we was down on that river. We done treat a coon or two, and we got in some pretty good backwater back in there. We call it Iron Mountain. Old Swamp, he'd been gone for an hour, hour and a half down on that Ohio River. And uh, they were in there knocking around in that backwater. I said, comes Old Swamp. I said, I can hear him coming coming in there on top of Iron Mountain. I said, he coming back in this bottom. I said, he's after something still. And he come back in that bottom. We dried it up for a little bit. He went down into that swamp where these others done been knocking around for 20, 30 minutes. That's I'm going in there 10 minutes. Just wah, wah, wah. I said, right there's the reason I'm selling that other than keeping this one right there. And uh, and that's when I sold him. But I don't know if I sold him for 7500 or 8500 but I sold O'Shack for him and that. Uh, did you ever set in on breaking Swamp, uh, Keith, or you let him quit himself, or how did that work out? No, no, I, had to, I had to crank down on him a little, but I, I'd either let him go out of the country. If I had a chance to catch him, I'd catch him, and uh, I don't go banging on him when they're six, seven, eight months old. Uh, I don't care what they do. I just want them to do something, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't. When I finally did crank down on him, he wanted to quit hunting on me, and uh, he was, hey, he was a chore now. I'm telling you, he had the ability, but he he was he was a chore. He could treat them coons just like, I mean, I ain't never had one treat coons as easy as he could treat them. Ain't that something? What about uh, what about the the Clint dog was kind of uh, in line there somewhere? I know Clint was out of swamp. How, how did how did you come by Clint? Because I I remember he was kind of special too. I bought him from uh, as a puppy. Oh. Oh, I bought him from Cecil Miller, and uh, I give uh, two thousand dollars for him when he's five months old. And uh, down at Mountain View, Missouri, down in there where old John Brooks, you remember John Brooks and and all them boys. That old John Brooks used to hunt old houses, Clint. So I remember you tell me about him, and I also remember you tell me the night you uh, uh, went and got old Clint, you almost didn't get him bought. Well, it, I told him, he, oh, see, so he was like, let's see, old Clint was born in 99. Oh, Cecil was in his 70s. 
so I get in in '99. I was I what forty? I guess I was born in '59. I was forty. He, I said, see, I said, they tell me you got a good pup down there out of old Clint. Oh, he said he's one of the best I've ever seen, Middy. At that age, and he, I said, what do you take for him? He said, uh, two thousand dollars. He said, ain't nobody got. I said, well, you let me. I said, I don't want to try him. I said, I just want to hear him. I said, one drop. I said, I want to hear his mouth. And I said, I would like to hear him tree. I said, one drop. I said, well, that's all I need. He said, well, I do that. Well, anyway, we, uh, we, I drove to Mountain View, Missouri. It's eight hours from here. And uh, he said, I keep, I never hunt this old pup by itself. I said, he said, I always hunt him with old bluebell, the old blue. I said, hell, bring old bluebell with you. I don't care. I said, I just want to hear his mouth. And, uh, more than anything, and see that he a tree. And I said, I know he a tree. Can you tell me what? I know those seasons were long down. And uh, we cut him loose. Within two minutes, old Clint struck. Cecil jumped in his pickup truck and took off, just left the in there. He come back and he said he was after a deer, Keith. I said, you reckon? I said, how do you know? I said, no more struck. And you went down and run across this field in a pickup truck and he said, old Bluebell didn't strike. I said, whatever. And uh, I said, let's go cut him up here. He said, you said one. I said, you didn't give me two minutes till you marry him. And uh, he said, we'll go make one more cutlass. Well, we cut. He shot the yonder. We standing there against the tree. He strikes in our side. I don't know. Close to half. He's running down through there. Old Cecil said, it ain't a coon. I said, you don't reckon? He said, no. He said, old Bluebell ain't over. Now, keep in mind, old Cecil was in his upper 70s. And uh, I said, Cecil, I said, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I said, old Bluebell's just right over there. I heard her trickling around the leaves while ago. He said, no. I said, I'm a light. I said, there she stands. He said, I mean, it ain't five more minutes. Old Clint rose up on a tree and go to I said, let's go to him. He's down there in a little pin out and got a coon. I said, you want to shoot that old coon out to him, Cecil? Yeah. We knock it out. I reached down in my pocket. I said, here. I said, that's all I need to see. He said, you ain't going to buy that old pup, are you? I said, well, yeah, maybe to buy it. Hey, that old man got big tears in his ass. I ain't kidding you. He said, Keith, he said, I never dreamed nobody give that kind of money for a five-month old pup. He said, I don't want to sell that old pup. I said, I can tell you're pretty upset. I said, uh, just keep it. Old pub. I said, I said, I'd like to have him, but I said, just keep him. He said, now, he said, I'm 70-something years old. And he said, if I tell a man something, he said, I don't back up. He said, give me that money. And he said, put him in your truck and get on out of here. <laughs> All ready. But uh, that's how I got him. And, uh, of course, he won, the, he won the Super Stakes in 01. So one. In, in, in 2001, yeah. I had to get get that four wheeler to go kick, go get him gathered. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about that waking that man up. Tell us that story, Keith, and when you <laughs> won the junior super stakes and how you had to wake the man up and get the four wheeler. That was pretty good. Hey, oh, we we was at uh, oh shoot, Dupont or not? Yeah, I think Dupont. Anyway, up in there somewhere. Oh, Keith Diocese out of Texas was our judge. It rained all day, son. We we hunted the finals off on a on a Sunday night. And we sat there at the club for I don't know, several hours. 
I mean, it literally poured down. And uh, we finally went. And we went out there. And uh, we pulled up to this big chisel plowed field. This was in the spring. And uh, mud, I mean, it's soft. You know how the old ground up there is anyway. And uh, I don't know, we're 100 yards, maybe. Probably not. So I can see this old coon sitting across the field there at the edge of the woods. And they said, collar them up, boys. Hey, we collared them up. And oh, old, old Clint, was just like a magnet. He, whap, bam, he slams him, boy. Ain't nobody else even got struck in. I got 200. I think one did strike in with him, or a tree with him, back him. Anyway, we turned the skin. Two of them over that your junk. We cut them, and old Clint, he gets after some junk, too. Of course, you know, them old dogs, they, now they little junky now. Still are. And uh, I get running, and we got dogs scattered everywhere. And, of course, old Keith, Keith's a little heavy anyway. Wasn't he? he ain't that great a shape, not like I am now. And uh, he really just didn't want to try to keep up with him, what it amounted to. And uh, he said, boys, I can't judge him. He said, Time out, got one hour to meet us. Get your dogs back. I said, right here in the middle of this muddy field or back at the truck or what? Right here. I thought, Jesus Christ. And, uh, boy, I started across. I couldn't, I'd have lost the day. <laughs> I started across that field, and I mean, it was, and uh, I got back up there at my truck and most of them sections, they're either in one mile or two mile sections. Most of them up there, and I get most, of course, back in, couldn't carry your tractor. And I get it out, he's treed on the yonder. I get driving around that section, and I guess that something was just dead in the middle of that thing as you could possibly get. I thought, hey, ain't no time I done drug all the way across that field of the truck, and then I found him, and I thought. I look at my watch. I thought, there ain't no way I can get back. I know. Anyway, I seen a light on. I pulled up to his house, and as I was walking up the porch, I, could, I looked through that garage door window, and I seen that big four-wheeler in there. I knocked on that door. I said, hey, buddy. I said, I'm in a big hunt over here. And I said, uh, I, said I ain't got long to get my dog back. I said, uh, I said, winter gets $12,000. He said, and I said, He's back here on your property, I assume. He said, yeah, that's me. I said, you care if I go get it? No, no. He said, that'll be fine. He said, I appreciate you letting me know. I said, there wouldn't be any way I could borrow your four-wheeler, would they? He said, buddy, he said, I don't know you. He said, can't you just go on and get your dog? I said, well, I ain't got time to get him. And I said, if I don't get back, I get scratched. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, what's that? I said, I'll give you a $100 bill and the keys to my pickup truck. If I ain't got back, I said, both of them yours. And I said, if I do get back, I said, I said, you can keep the 100 He said, let me open the garage door for you. He said, <laughs> and I got to have that old four-wheeler, and I hit it back through the hunter, and I got him. Old Clint, I thought he, he'd set up on that seat. I looked at my clock again. I thought, man, I still can't make it. Time I, time I get back in my truck, drive back around there, and then I got to old Keith make us go back across that field. I said, I ain't going to make it. And I thought, there ain't, 
I did set my compass. I said, uh, had them, what they didn't call them compasses, but what we have them, uh, backtracks, backtracks or something. Yeah. I said, the only chance I got is hope there ain't no fences between here and where Keith Dice is at. I had that some buck through there and I went through there and I, I run up on, on one of the hunters. He had his doubt. I said, bud, I said, if you won't, I said, I don't know that we'll make it. I said, if you can hold your dog and get on the back of here, I said, we'll see if we can make it back over within the area. He said, I ain't getting on back of that thing. I said, that's all I need to know. I said, I just thought I'd be a sportsman and ask you. I said, but I ain't going to sit here and argue with you. And I took off. And I, I make it with about a minute and a half, two minutes over. And he didn't make it. Hey. He went up and told everybody, they told him how I cheated and blah, blah, blah. Tried my best to shut up for a long time, and he kept on and on. I ain't going to put all the adjectives in there that I told him. I said, let me tell you something, buddy. I said, I've heard about all yours I want to hear. I said, I've asked you to get on. You wasn't going to do it. It don't say if I can come in here on a helicopter, an airplane. It says to have you back over here in one hour. And I said, Keith, I said, you better tell him, shut his mouth or I'm going to shut it for him. And he said, he said, I've done here all I want to hear. I said, well, you, I said, I ain't one saying nothing. I said, I'm, but I'm tired of him sitting here telling me how I'm a cheating, no good SOB. And I said, I ain't going to listen much more of it. I said, I'm going to knock him on for me or I'm going to get knocked off. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad they let you uh, go ahead. Well, how did the rest of the hunt go? Keith, when you I won it, uh, I won it, but I've went on and won it, but I don't remember everything. But are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's where I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Sear Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Sear Dog Boxes on Facebook. G- find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. Or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. Well, let me ask you this. And when we leave old Clint, I remember you telling me old Homer was coming that picture. Something about uh, what caught your attention about Homer. And I remember you telling me about how he crossed on the swamp females was part of the reason uh tell us about how that happened well i mean i just that's the reason i bought him is the crossing back on the swamp and see that's where box come out of Mm -hmm. is is homer in a swamp that's boxes that's where he come from that's where box come into play right there was that your first interaction with the schooner river dogs well skinny river they're lipper yeah lipper dog yeah now i will say old man winston he's got something I mean, Schooner River Lipper was that a lipper. Yeah. But he's got, I don't know, Eddie probably know more about this than I do. The Queen One, Queen, I don't know how far he's up to Queen now, is he? 16. Eddie, but, he's up to 16 but, now. I mean, it's it's amazing. The, 
the Scooty River Lipper dogs, they're they're not your. They had a lot more tree in them. Them what he put in them, it made them tree a lot more than Joe's. But but the Scooty River Lipper dogs, Winston's dogs, they they had a lot more tree in them than Lipper dogs. That you know what I'm saying, trying to say here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. He thought he thought them because he had had a lot of tree in them somewhere. You know, backing up kind of the swamp. He was kind of the first dog that you promoted and really started breeding, right? Well, me and Joe had Tom again, and we had, of course, that shade of fire dog. He died at 14, 15 months old. Uh, I granted him out and took him to UK, UKC Regional to qualify him for the the UKC World, and uh, he was shade of fire. He was out of lawyer. I won the hunt, was the high-scoring dog at the RQE, and I went back at the club. Of course, back in, you didn't have to. And when I went back to get him, uh, he was then, he got run over on the road. Tom, again, he didn't reproduce nothing. Clint couldn't reproduce nothing. I I, I tried for two years. I took him off the, out of the book, and I thought I was set. Swamp was getting up there, and old Clint just won the super stakes. And I mean a good-looking dog. He was at a he was out of swamp and a prowler, but an old prowler was out of house as Clint. But he just, he he probably one of the best dogs I had between him, Hoppy, and and uh, Tom again and Swamp, probably best four I ever had. And uh, but uh, he just he couldn't put it he couldn't put it back in him. And I tried to I, about a year. People called. They said, "Why you quit?" I said, "I can't get nothing." Well, I want to break to him. I said, "You can break to him," but I said. He he just can't get you nothing, bud. I, I said, I can't even find one of them out of him that I want. I said, I'm not going to sit here and promote a dog, and then I can't hunt one out of him. You know, I said, if I can't hunt one out of him, I sure don't expect the rest of the country to hunt one out of him. You know, Keith, I, I think about when you told me that story, I said, you know, that's just another thing that makes Keith Medley Keith Medley. I mean, that uh, – that's just that's just kind of the way you were made. But let me hear uh, old Lockbach. Tell us a little bit about how he come about. I know uh, we know that he was out of Homer and a swamp female, but uh, did you yeah. get him as a pup? Did you find yeah, him? I raised him. I raised him. I raised him. He was out of old Jitterbug. And I sold, after that, I sold Jitterbug to the, all the brothers up there in Illinois. They still uh, hunting today. She can't think enough. But anyway, I saw her, but I raised him. And then I was going to keep him and did keep him, but I was going to keep him and I had several of them and I really liked him and, and I, but I had held the whole litter, but I got riding him around on side by side and, and he'd jump up and that side by side, he jumped the floor, jumped the seat, and jumped back there in the bed. And he just, I mean, he was smart. And a boy come up there one day and he said, that's the one I want me. At least he'd sell him to me. I said, I ain't going to sell him. I said, I want to keep him. But like I said, I had, several of his brothers there, you know. And uh old boy said, I'll give you eight hundred dollars for him. I said, Don't give me a truck. I said, that's it, I'll keep one of the other. Anyway, he called me back. Old pup five months old, probably, six, I don't know. He said, You won't buy this pup back meddling? I said, I don't. I said, I'm fooling for nothing here. I said, he said why don't you want him back? I thought he was your pick. I said, I don't know what you've done to him. I said, I don't, I don't want him. Said, Why do you want to get rid of him? He said, he'll hit them old trees and leave. I said, he's a baby. I said, he ain't five months old. Just thank God he's doing anything. He said, give me my money back for him. I said, no. 
not going to do it. He said, tell you what I do. I said, what's that? He said, give me 300 and I'll bring him to you today. I said, get on the road. And uh, he brought him up there. And hey, he would do just like he said. Billy was a baby. And uh, and, it, and uh, it was in the fall of the year. And, and he'd hit them awakening trees. Hey, he was a layup dog, son. And uh, he'd figure out he missed them and he'd scoot over a little, you know. And uh, that old boy, he, but anyhow, that's how I got him. Me and I know Eddie does. Remember, you remember Jeff Price, don't you? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, me, me and Jeff and uh, Todd Ray, you probably don't know him, but uh, we went hunting one night over on Fort Knox Reservation. I only lived seven miles from Fort Knox. And uh, uh, I had to box and what else, whatever, what we had, just me and us three. I said, let's put up $20. And I said, uh, and I said, we'll strike them and tree them. I said, for an hour. And I said, winner take the 40. They said, all right. We pulled up this old place. We just having fun, you know. And uh, we pulled up, got gravel roads all through that place. I shined down there, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 yards. Old coon sitting up down there. I said, boys, I said, our sits a coon. We're all friends. I said, this won't be fair. They said, what do you mean won't be fair? I said, old box will run down there and tree that thing. And I said, I'll have 200 right off the bat. And I said, you're all going to be through there 500 yards doing something. And I said, I'm just going to lay back on that 200. And I said, it just won't be fair. They just laughed and said, oh, yeah, right. I said, I just tell you, I said, y'all see him, don't you? They said, yeah, I said, hey, hey we cut him loose, old, old box. That tears like a magnet drug. <laughs> he went there, ow, ow. They were through our three or four hundred. I said, y'all, this will pay me. You know, this is over. <laughs> but it, he could tree him, son. He should, I got beat right there in the last two minutes. Uh, he got second in the maturity. And uh, he could he could tree them coons now. That old dog down in Georgia beat me right there at the last minute. But anyway, oh. he was a good one. Oh seven. See, he, I won. I don't know, almost nine thousand with him. But that's the year my wife got diagnosed with cancer, and uh, I didn't do much there for a long time, or not a long time, but right more plowing. I didn't go nowhere. But he he was a winner now. And Box's whole litter. I'm not gonna say the whole litter, but there was a few dogs out of Box's litter that really uh, either become nice stud dogs or did a lot of winning. Yeah, well, what you call it? He he went his litter the second cross so, uh Winston style would. Oh, well, they, repeat, repeat. He he was out of the second cross. Wasn't there a dog named Bullet out of that too? Uh huh. Horton's Bullet was it? Horton's Bullet. He was real nice. Didn't he get killed young or something? There's a boy well, we had one out there in Louisiana. Real good. They said. Uh, he called me several times. Uh. What traits did you look to replicate the most in your breeding program? Well, I I can't stand that it just stands on their head. I, I, I like a junkie dog. Everybody don't like a junkie dog. I like them when they're five, six, eight, eight months old. I like them junkie. They just do more, you know. Uh, most of them's got more hunt, got more fire, got more got more heart. I just like one with a lot of fire and, and some of these pups I've got right now, I, I don't know. Over the years, I don't know. It's of course I can't keep 
I can't keep all of my stuff in them. Uh, they're not as gamey as they used to. You can get a dead coon or a caged coon and five, six months old, and the, the majority of mine, they'd lose, just lose their mind. The only reason a dog trees is because he hates a coon. If he don't hate a coon, he won't tree, I'm telling you. He, or a pup won't. And after they get a little age on them, they may, you know, knock one out. They go over and muff him a little. But only only thing makes one tree is because he hates him. I mean, he don't consider and bark his head off just to be barking. He wants to get to him because he hates him. He wants to kill him. That's just the way it might say. That's my theory anyway. Take it for what it's worth. They got to be gamey. And, like, how much of swamp did you see in Clint or in Lockbox? Well, Lockbox was probably more like swamp lockbox was pretty junky oh clint he wasn't junky he he wouldn't but he was a big hunter and oh oh clint son he but when you cut him while boxing them box and swamp running junk oh clint was looking for a coon and they could all three tree coons so easy but clint at such a young age that's all he looked for was coons you know he was probably better than them i won't say better the reason I say better is is because he stayed on his game more, I guess you would say. You know what I'm saying? I hope you understand what I'm saying. He's, he was strictly looking for coons, where swamp or box, they treat coon as easy as him, but suit them just fine to run a deer over the hill, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, that was the difference, is what I'm saying. Clint didn't was, waste was, any time. He didn't look, he didn't fool with junk. Yeah. He was. The old boy said he was a, a one man's woman. He looked for coons only. He didn't run around and look at every girl in the corner. He just, where them mutters, they, they would uh, fox, deer, they chase anything. Well, tell me a little bit about that 2014 Super Stakes champion you uh, won the Super Stakes with uh, that Medley's Hardwood. Willie. Willie. Oh, Willie. You told me, tell me, tell us, tell you everybody know, listening how you I got it. I told you these others might be my best, but I forgot about him. Of course, I owned him such a short, I didn't own him five months. And, uh, son, you talk about a coon trend machine, son. I mean, he, he was like Clint. I mean, he was all coon. Can't think of his first name. White over at, uh, no, he's about 80 miles from here. Anyway, I heard about him, and, and I called him, and I said, you want to sell that old pup? I didn't have nothing going to the one-year-old spring super stakes he said yeah i got one so i said what do you want for him he said five thousand i said he got his hunter and we're talking february now he said no anyway we set up a hunt for i don't know that saturday or whatever it was probably in february Sun it turned cold the wind was blowing it was snowing and i called him and i said uh, you still want to hunt tonight he said, yeah, I know. He said, you want to come over and see us so far? I said, yeah. I said, I'll be over. I had a Wigo at that time. Wigo was just a puppy, too. And uh, I went over. Oh, Wigo had a he had, He's got a big old mouth. He did have. He don't right now, but he did have. He had a big old mouth. We get him out. We leave across this little pasture down this to this road that goes into the woods. And we cut him. Like that wind blowing 20 to mile an hour and it's snowing. They strike down there. Wham, they don't go less than 100 yards. They come treat on a big cedar down there. 
we go down there and we look and we look. We don't see nothing. I said, he said, you reckon they missed him? I said, I don't see nothing. But I said, it's big cedar. You know, I said, that old wind blowing, snowing, I don't know. And he said, let's lead them over and send them down this big holler. I said, well, I said, I'm going to tell you. I said, I'm going to tell you just like I would hope you would tell me. He said, what's that? I said, now we can continue hunting if you want. I said, Ben, I'm over here. But I said, I probably won't buy your dog. He said, you make a pretty quick decision, don't you? I said, I just can't handle that mouth. He didn't have a very good mouth at all. I really think he barked it out somewhere down the road. But I said, I said, boy, I'm just used to them old pig mouth dogs. I said, I just, I just, I don't think I can handle that. He said, hey, he said, man, get 5,000. He said, you ought to have what he wants. He said, uh, he said, ain't no problem. He said, boy, I've heard about you all your life. He said, why don't we go on hunt a little? I said, I'm good. Let's go. And anyway, we, we cut down this big island, long story short. Oh, again, we're right back to jump. And, uh, Oh, my skunky, I think y'all done gathered in on that. And uh, a week ago, he hit some junk in there, and he ripped running. And while he's ripping and running in there, hey, yo, Willie, three straight single sons. I mean, and I'm not talking all night. I'm talking probably hour, hour and a half. He treats three singles down in there. I said, let me just holler old Wigo in. I do got a handle on mine. I said, I'm just going to holler old Wigo in. I hollered him in. We're walking back up toward the truck. We get up our truck, and he said, boy, Keith, it's sure been good hunting with you. I said, well, I said, I'd like to say something before, before we leave. And he said, what's that? I said, I don't know how I would do it, but I said, uh, I told you five minutes into the hunt, I wouldn't buy you a dog. I said, I don't know if it pissed you off or not. I said, I don't think it did. But I said, I'll take that dog if you'll still sell him to me. If you don't want to sell him to me, because I done told you that, uh, I wouldn't take him. I said, we'll shake hands. And I said, every time we meet, we'll talk. I said, I won't be mad at you. And I said, I totally understand. He said, he was for sale 5000 when you pulled up. And he said, two hours later, he said, he's still for sale for 5000 And I pulled five. I said, throw him over in my truck, and I'll get to 5000 out of the truck. Willisburg, Willisburg, Kentucky. That's where he, where he come from. And uh, I don't know, he won 60. He won one cast. And a few nights later, I, I, uh, they had a hunt at Willisburg, and it was cold and bad that night, too. The old lady said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to that $30 hunt over at Willisburg. She said, really? I said, yeah. I said, uh, oh, Willie ain't got his hunter. I said, I'm going to take him right back home. I said, forget it. Get it for him. And I went over, and he won his hunter over and I never hunted him again to the Super Stakes, and he won the Super Stakes. Then I sold him to Allen Hill for, I don't know, nine or $10,000. So anyway, I won 7500 sold him for ten, and I should have kept him, I guess. I'll tell you what, he was a country, buddy. I'm telling you, he could trim, so. I'm telling you, he could, he could trim, and it didn't take him all night to do it either. But, uh, but like I said, I, I bought him in February, and, Probably sold him May, June, somewhere just right after the Super Stakes was over. Did you? Yeah. Did you ever get his mouth better? You not? You said you thought he barked it down. Did you ever get him to nah. sound him better? Uh. Uh-uh. No. No. 
when they when they bark them old mounds down, they don't ever come back very good. Yeah. I mean, if they really they really run it, you know. That gives me opportunity, Keith, to say what I, I I've been wanting to say. I know you don't you don't say much about stuff like this, but I'm on. If I get any of it wrong, uh, you uh, please correct me. But of three of just three of your sires, Swamp, Homer, and Lockbox, their pups has won over a million dollars. That's pretty outstanding. A man that owns three stud dogs and their pups went over a million dollars. You're on the uh, top 50 produce breeders. You're 15th in PKC history of pups that you've produced. Your pups is won over $200,000. You're a member of the Hall of Fame. Two of your dogs, uh, Old Swamp and Hardwood Homer, is in the Tree and Walker Hall of Fame. Uh, you've, you've done good for a, a youngster that started out learning and then come in contact with Mr. Joe House. And I just wanted to mention that about your dogs. And, uh, I, I like they won. I love them. Uh, over a million dollars. Uh, Swamp has won. His pups won uh, 343,000. Homer's pups won 509,000. Box's puppies won 163,000. And then pups that you've owned has, uh, as a breeder has won over 200,000. Yeah. I tell you what, if you'll, I, I, Joe's always told me this too. My dogs, the Swamp had 998 pups, I think. I said, if I'd ever had a dog that, that and I'm probably the fault of some of it, because uh, I don't shoot enough bush. Most people don't like to hear the truth, and I've probably run off more business than I've gathered in by not telling them what they want to hear versus telling them the truth. And people don't want the truth. They They want you to put that, I don't know, but if I had a dog that had two or 3,000 pups, Jesus Christ, uh, I need, and just, hey, I'm not stupid. I'm not a long way from smart, but I'm not stupid. I said, there'll never be another stud dog to even compare to rat attack in championships, pup earnings, or I don't feel like there will. The one thing, the stud dog business is gone. And, uh, but, hey, I like Buzz, but I love Kevin Turner because Kevin more like me. Uh, Kevin tell you just like it was. Buzz tell you what you want to hear. And uh, but that I don't that don't change my feelings about Buzz. I like Buzz. You but know I what did. I wanted to say is uh, one thing about you. You you've had so many accomplishments in this sport, but uh, what impresses me uh, is you. I've seen you uh, finish first in a coon hunt. I've seen you finish last in a coon hunt. I've seen you compete in a $30 hunt and a world championship hunt. You're the same Keith every time. All you want is what's yours, but nothing that is not yours. You don't want anything that's not yours. You're you're just Keith. So I, I want to turn this into a question. Were you born that way, Keith? Was you raised that way? Or did someone set an example that you followed? And I'm being serious. I mean, how did, how did you come by being like that? I was raised that way, buddy. My daddy said, when you lose your word, when your word ain't no good, son, he said, you ain't no good. Well, that's uh, somebody did a good job. 
because I'm telling you, whether you're winning, losing, or you're winning uh, Super Stakes or Breeder of the Year, or you've got fifth in a Ford Old Cast, you're yeah, you're the same. Yeah. Here's what I was going to tell you. I mean, he's probably up on a pedestal by himself. And I mean, you had Lipper. Well, he had five thousand pups, and Naylor had five thousand pups. And 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 they go with this money winning today. I told him, I said, y'all would throw that shit over. I said, I said I can go over here to a thousand dollar hunt this weekend, and I said win two casts and take a split, and splits out ten thousand eight hundred dollars. Is that right? You know, ten thousand eight hundred on a thousand dollar. Oh, it's a it's a it's a lot. It's changed the game. I, I, said, I said I've got. I said I said I've been uh, I've been in I, of course, you know. The charity of super stakes, it's the same thing. It's just they just changed the name. You know what I'm saying? It was still the pup hunt. You know, I mean, yesteryear's charity is today's super stakes. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's pretty close. Absolutely. Yeah. Only, I said the only thing is the playing field was a lot tougher because they throwed the one to three-year-olds together. And now you get to, if you're a one-year-old, you get to compete with a one-year-old. You know what I'm saying? If you're a two-year-old, you get to compete with a two-year-old. Uh, I said, I've been in, in uh, five Final Fours of Futurities and Super Stakes. I've been in five of them. I said, I've won three of them and got second in the other two. I said, I got $1,500 for one second. I said, I got $2,500 for another second. I said, I got $5,000 for a first. I said, I got $7,500 for a first and 12000 I said, add all that stuff, and I can um, I can go to, to one hunt, one hunt, and win more than I've got in five final fours. And I said, with Swamp, I said, uh, Clint, I know Swamp and Clint for sure with six casts. You know, there's no comparison. You know what I'm saying? Money, I said, who do you think made most money? Bill, Bill Russell? I said he won ten world champions in the, or, or I said uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal or, or LeBron James. Who who won? The, who earned the most money? I said you you don't go but money. I mean money's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? The purses have gone up. I mean you go but championships, final fours. You don't you don't go but money. I said Buzzmen are the king with one dog. I said. There's very few people, and I ain't slapping my own. You, you don't hear me run around boast about myself. I said, Box, Homer, Swamp. I said, I've had three dogs that's won a minimum of two, two to three super stakes apiece. Three stud dogs that's done that. I said, go, go, go to call PKC and how many, see how many people's had three different stud dogs that's won, that's won. I say, I don't know, seven or eight Super Stakes champions out of three stud dogs. I said, you won't find them. So I'm telling you, you won't find them. Do Do you think that PKC should almost go to like a, uh, you know how UKC it counts Grand Night champions, PKC could count Super Stakes champions, count cast wins on puppies? Well, you can throw the money out the door yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Hey, I, just like I tell them. People said, why don't you call that? I said, I'm on my way out, buddy. I, I'm not. I said, I raised enough when I was in there. I ain't going to raise it when I'm going out, you know. It, it really doesn't. I kind of say it doesn't matter. It does matter. 
or I wouldn't be thinking about it, I guess. But am I going to lay up at night? And all I know, I feel like over the years, I've kind of been at the top of the field at certain things. They had breeding and, and competing both, really, you know. But when judgment day comes, when the big man judges me, will it really matter? So from Lockbox, we get, go to Wego, and you kind of mentioned him. Um, it, it, I, he, I, he's he's got two super state champions. He yeah. got about 165 bucks on the ground. What was his ability? And uh, are you still breeding him now? Uh, are those yeah. traits it, carrying to his pups? Yeah, yeah, he 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 throws what he, he his pups. He misses a little more than I like. I loved him, other than he missed just a little more. And his pups, a lot of them. I've got one right now that don't. His pups miss a little bit more than boxes and. But hey, I don't know. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. He's rat attack and Schooner River bark on the bottom. What have I told you about bark and and uh, rat? I can't over rat it out. Are you gonna? What are you gonna do, Keith? Have you been uh, trying to correct some of that out of the pup, or or how would you? Or what are you gonna do? I know you're gonna do something. You you can't correct it out. You got to breed it out. Okay. Some of these professional dog trainers can do it, but I can't. I just get some of them. But when uh, you when you start and and somebody else said this somebody when we interviewed him uh as far as if you start correcting that out of that dog and then you go to breeding that dog you're still going to go back to square one because that dog's going to reproduce that he can't reproduce re what you corrected he's going to reproduce what you just beat the out of him it's still going to be there you can't take the apple taste out of an apple buddy yeah. Well, let me ask you this question, just changing gears a little bit. If you could pick any two dogs that's long gone and had 25 straws of breeding on each of those two dogs, Keith, uh, what dogs would that be? Can I give you three? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I could go get any semen. I'd take them out of lawyer swamp and home. Were, uh, were, I know lawyer lawyer wasn't, but was uh Homer and Swamp were never collected? No. Sure wasn't. Did you ever collect any of them? Lot box? Or when did you start collecting I, them? I, I, I still got two straws on box. I let an old boy out in uh, Oregon. But, hey, he called me one day. He's got a big game outfitter out there. He called me one day and several years ago because box died here he would he would have been 15 in february and he died in december i think but uh he said this mr medley i said it's keith and he said uh, i've got running dogs and he said i've crossed coon dogs and coon dogs and coon dogs for, with these running dogs and he said i can't get none of the runs that all they want to tree do is tree he said i had a gentleman give me your name said if you want a dog that'll tree and run both, call Medley. And I said, Well, might is running oriented if that's what you're trying to get at. He said, You got any pups? I said, I do. He said, What do you get for him? I said, Four hundred dollars. I guess that's been six, seven years ago. He said, How many you got? I said, Well, I said, I think there's ten or back then I had I don't know, five, six, seven old broods. And I said, uh I said, I think there's 11 or 12 up there. I said, three out of 
sold them all but three out of this and two out of this and four out of this. And I said, I think there's 11 or 12 up there. And he said, I'm going to send you a check. He said, I want all of them. I said, get out of here. <laughs> you know, Peter told me, I, Peter said, more good. You took 300 for all of them. You know I would have. He said, I'm going to send you 4,800 for all of them. And he said, I'm going to send my wife and girlfriend down there to get them. I said, I'm good. Rebel this way. Anyway, he'd done that for six, seven, eight months. He'd call me. He'd how many pups you got. I'd say, nine. I'm going to take them out. And he'd take them out. Then I sold him a couple old boxes that I gathered in. He told me to find him some boxes, old ones. I got him some of them. And uh, anyway, he spent about $20,000 there in a pretty short time. And he said, you got any semen on old box? I said, I do. I said, I got about, I don't know. I said, around 30, 32 capsules. He said, what are you getting out of it? I said, 800. And he said, oh, shit. And uh, he said, I don't know if I can do that, Keith. I said, whatever you want to do. He said, would you take 10,000 for 25 of them? I said, I will. I said, send it this way. And I sold him 25 of them for 10,000. He said, Got him up to about a $30,000 customer there in about one year. I had two or three people told me, they said, hey, did you sold that semen too cheap? I said, I wish I had 25 more. I said, you $10,000 worth of it. <laughs> you know I mean? That turns that turns an old nine-year-old dog into a pretty expensive dog. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that, now I'm down to two. I sold four or five more of them for 800 and then I've got two. I ain't sure what I'm going to do. And I priced them to boy our day for 2500 So I, I heard you talking about uh, brood females there. Do you, you use a lot of brood females in your breeding program? About all I use. Only thing I won't use is a shy one, a shy dog. If it's got the genetics, the bloodline that I like, it don't bother me if it's a leading trick. I've won Sire of the Year, I don't know. You probably look it up. I don't know. First, second, and third. I've probably been to the sire of the year. I don't know five, six, seven times. You probably look it up. There's been more than one year that my top five pups would be out of bitch. Wouldn't even tree a cub. It don't matter about them. But ninety percent of them bitch don't get a chance anyway. You know, it don't make no. But I won't breed a shy one. Well, you know, uh, when me and Tyler did that uh, wipeout story, and was talking about uh, old rock. I think Barry said that, you know, Rock's uh, mom and dad were like just puppies first time she ever come in season, and they were probably seven or eight months old just across and got old Rock. Said they had never never been out of the pen coon hunting, and here comes well, Rock. You, you, you hear me tell you about old Hoppy probably. If if I really wanted to put my finger on the best dog I ever owned, it'd probably be her. There wasn't a lot of difference in three or four of them. And, uh, but it'd probably be her. I got her from Danny King. You know, Danny King. I remember. He's up. Oh, anyway, him and Joe and Joe food with them old boys up in there. And, uh, it was right after, uh, I think it was right at, I don't know the dates, but I thought, I think it was right after Shade of Fire got run over. And she was at a lawyer. And I believe, I want to say she went back to a clinic or a chief, but anyway, Joe said, Medley said, I'm, I'm going to get you a dog to hunt. I said, it was Hoppy. They've done Bredder her first two heat cycles. I talked to Danny King. 
He said, she ain't worth it. He said, she said, blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't know. I said, Joe wants to send her down here. Anyway, she, she'd raised two litters of pups, and they claimed she wasn't worth it. And now I'm sitting here claiming she's probably the best dog I've ever owned. Of course, after I've won all this with her, all of a sudden Danny King tells her, well, I trained her and sent her down to bed. But, hey, I'm good for that, too. It don't matter. And uh, that's back when Joe was really into ACHA. The a- they had that ACA- AKC Coon Hound of the Year thing or something in 88. I didn't start till May. And uh, it started in January. It lasts another two weeks. I'd have won that ACHA Coon Hound of the World of the Year award. You got points for kind of like UKC. You got so many points for first, second, you know. I think we got 5,000 for second. I think you got 10,000 for first. And somebody said, well, said, that ain't much for running all over the country. I said, well, I said, if you run 30 and $50 hunts all over the country in PKC, I said, at the end of the year, if you've won 10,000 and open a hunt, I said, you've kicked it nice. And if you if you run just thirty and fifty dollar hunts all year at PKC and come up with ten thousand dollars, you've done pretty good, ain't you? You got that right. I guarantee you. You've got a good dog, and uh, your health has been good, and uh, you've oh, got and up I, during the know, day pretty sleepy too. You probably do more with you got it all in one chunk, you know. Yeah. Versus PKC, you get sixty dollars a weekend or something, you know. Well, 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 Hoppy, and I know you've talked about her, and, and you told us right there. But I mean, was she a junkie dog? Was she a straight dog? Was no. she tree a layup coon? What? How did she operate? Oh, that's some buck. She just she'd get that mouth open, and she she likes the invented coons. Do you remember old Wayne Cardell? I do. Okay, I draw old Wayne Cardell. He was hunting no foot too. Oh, Wayne, now he's he's straight up. You know, I treat about three on them, and they quit. Wayne Cardell said, Midley, he said, I thought old foot, foot too was good. He said, that's the best dog we've ever seen in my life right there. I mean, she just wore him out, so it was just unreal. And uh, she was a good one. She just, she, she probably in my country scored four to six fifty, seven hundred points more than any dog I've ever owned. Man, that's, that is, that is absolutely powerful right there. Uh, I mean, it, he could treat two to four singles in a two-hour cast. Just unreal. Mm. He, she probably really the, my best dog I've ever owned. To be uh, honest. How, how independent was she? She was. She's independent now. She and she'd have him coons. What and uh, she just. I've I've shot coons out to her. I quit shooting them out. You shoot a coon out to her and it fall five feet in front of her feet. She just said, "Oh, oh, 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 oh." I mean, a tree dog, son, but. Are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's why I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Cedar Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. G- find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA.
she's one of the very few hard tree dogs I ever found it. Most hard tree dogs I ever seen ain't that accurate. I mean, I mean ones that'll spit it out, you know, but, uh, boy, she'd have, but uh, I've seen dog fight get happen right at old Homer. Two dogs balled up, almost wrapped side him. Old Homer, never, he'd never come off side that old tree, son. He just lay there, ow, 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 ow. Sound like a faucet dripping. But, uh, uh, how much did the independence matter to you throughout the years? Well, you know, back when I was in my teens and early 20s, I didn't even know that's what you wanted, you know. And then I got them old dogs of Joe's. That, that's just kind of way they was. I will get on one little, hey, if I turn loose for, I don't know, I'll say 10 minutes, I do want mine beat. But I've seen people, you turn right out of the truck and they tree a coon. 150 yards down there. Well, to me, you you need some of that. I mean, you nearly got to have some of it, really. You know, I just don't want one being there half a mile and uh, yours tree and mine quit what he's doing and coming to him. If we strike right off the gun together, uh, hey, if you get first tree, that's just part of it, you know. Uh, I mean, he's, if, if we're running the same track, I'll post a tree with you if you tree 10 seconds in front of me. I mean, you ain't supposed to beat him off that tree just because other dogs beat him five or 10 seconds. I hear that. Keith, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back just a little bit because you know I can't help it. If uh, somebody asked you, just give you two or three things that you learn from Mr. Joe House by listening to him for – uh, whether it be promoting dogs, breeding dogs, or training dogs. Uh, we're talking about a legend in our sport, and you and him were friends. What? Just give us just a short few things that he taught you that, that you found that, that this correct. Well, he's one that told me about brooches. He, he said you breed a dog that's got ancestors that has produced dogs that's got the characteristics that you like. And he said, I'll tell you another thing. People asked me, said, uh, said, you breed your stuff pretty tight. I said, do you like it? I said, well, here's what a guy told me. He said, when you, when you do that, he said, make sure that's what you like. Cause you're going to get a bunch of it. <laughs> he said, he said, make sure. And he said, remember one thing, if a dog has got a fault, that you just absolutely, you yourself, can't stand. He said, don't make that cross. He said, because bad habits will come to the top a lot quicker than the good ones. He said, you can take it. You, you just watch a dog that jumps, dog that chews. You breed it, it'll come out. It'll come out. Might come out of one that you don't. But he said, bad habits will come to the top. A lot quicker than the good ones will. He said, you just just remember that. And he said, if you got one, a dog, you really like her, but she does two or three things that you can't stand. He said, if you want to try to sell the pups out of her, okay, but if you're keeping them for yourself, he said, don't do it. He said, because they'll come to the top a lot quicker than, than the others. So when dealing with brood females, of course, if they ain't never hunted, you don't know if, they, if they're if they going to carry that trait or whatever. If you breed I mean, them, yeah. Uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she might, she may, yeah, I mean, she might, but, but odds are that you have 
hunted some of her, I won't say just her offsprings, but you probably hunted some of her daddy's offsprings or her mama's offsprings. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they didn't have them bad habits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let's say you bred to a brood female and that litter of pups and you saw two or three of them that had those bad habits. Are you going to quit breeding to that brood female just because, you know, you see that, okay, yeah, well, this if, one. If, 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 it's, if it's consistently in, if it's in one pup, maybe not. But if, if I have a guy call me and Eddie says, hey, keep boys old pup here, he chews like, and then you call me and said, boy, mine chews like who? And then I think, boy, mine, yank. I probably won't. No, I won't. It's just like my Clint Dowd. Hey, I could have made several thousand more dollars if I just wanted to shut up and keep breeding. But I done found out. I said, he ain't going to give me what I want. I'm not going to sit here and blow you a bunch, knowing that I probably won't be able to promote one out of him. And I sure ain't going to expect you to promote one out of him if I find one out of him. 200 that's in a count, you know what I'm saying? Bred him for several years right after he won the Super Stakes, and two years later, I can't find nothing that even comes close to sick me. Well, I'm not going to keep What are you going to tell a guy when he calls you if you don't want to lie to him? What are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell him good about that when he calls without lying? What are you going to tell him? Uh, you ain't got nothing to tell him. Let me ask you this, Keith. Other, on, other than a lie? Oh, yeah. On a short list of things that if you start when you start young dogs and after you hunt them a month or two what must they have in them and if you see something that kind of takes them makes them be gone what what are some of the highlights of what they must have and what's some of the things you mentioned chewing or running a tree i mean what what makes you keep one quick and oh, what I mean, makes I'm you get not, rid of it i'm not i like a quick starter I like a quick starter, a slow starter. Now this is just a rule of thumb. Now when I call slow, I mean one that you started him when he's six months old, and he's ten or eleven months old. He just now starting to tree a coon. This is a rule of thumb, and and you will be wrong on some. He won't never be. He won't never be real good. Most likely, you know. I I coached my girls' softball team, and. In five years, when after we got out of T-ball and stuff, from nine to thirteen, we won the state tournament twice, got second twice, and a third once in a five-year run. I picked them little old girls out about twenty-something girls, and when they got to high school, every one of them started varsity as a soft freshman or a sophomore. I said. I didn't teach them. I just, as old Joe House said, just expose them to the situation. And if it, if, if it takes him four or five months to run a tree a coon for you to keep, he's not got much natural ability is what I'm saying. Them ones that after you hunt them for about, some of them a week, some of them 30, 40 days, it's just natural ability. You can't teach natural ability, you know. I always give them the example. I said, uh, I said, you watch basketball? Yeah. I said, you think if you practice basketball seven days a week, eight hours a day, you'd be as good as Michael Jordan? Really, man? I said, that's why I said, I said, would you get better? Yes. Would you ever get as good as him? No, because you just ain't got it in you, bud. It just ain't there, and that's the way them dogs are. If he don't start out 
just doing real natural, he, he will get better, but he'll he'll never be a superstar. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, he there's late bloomers. Don't get me wrong, and that that's not a hundred percent true. But I'll tell you what it is. It is. It's eighty percent true. I can tell you that. Well, I hear that. Well, let me ask you this, Keith. What about uh right now? You got a project. You got something that's caught your eye, and uh, a young dog you're working with right now. I got one I like real good, but he misses too much. And uh, I'm probably going to sell him. And I've told him he misses too much. All these people love him. I've oh. got one right right now that's uh, about four months old. It ain't quite four. I like him pretty good. He's uh, I'm over here to show cow farm right now. I've got a law with me. Uh, I, I, I'm loading them as we talking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still sell pups every year? I have. Up to, they're not moving good right now. Or mine ain't. I don't know. Everybody's on that big cut. I've got a pup. I like him pretty good. He's, he just turned six months old. I ain't fooled with him much. And I, you got to keep running. I don't, I can't judge my quite as quick because I don't do everything as quick. <laughs> sure. Are you, uh, like if you find you another stud dog, are you going to carry on just like what you've been doing, Keith? Well, I don't know. Oh, I'll breed a few, but, and I'm friends with Roger Dale, and I know you're all real close friends. Super Stakes made PKC, and and the stud dog made them back when it cost us $1,000. Now now they've yanked the rug out underneath of us and killed us, where you can, uh, you can breed old Joe to old Lucy. You can breed old Joe to old Lucy and uh, super stake your litter for what, 200, 250? Yeah, 200. Yeah, okay. You've got a son to Wigo or Box, or why are you going to drive from Mississippi to Kentucky and pay me 400 when you can breed the son that you own and, and super stake them for 200 and just take a chance? Am I mad at Roger Dale or whoever? Not not really bad, but but I think it's pretty disappointing. And I'll tell him. I mean, it ain't you know, it ain't like I'm. You, you know, you know better than that. I oh, I know, I know, Keith Medley. Uh, you you remind but, me so much of my buddy Basil Cattell. If y'all think it, uh, y'all pretty well gonna say I it. I mean, we we made you. Now you you're. Hey, PKC is strong enough. I I guess this little deal Engels has got going to do pretty good. I guess if they don't screw it up on their own. But there's been a lot of organizations come in and, you know, going to, you know, PKC's on its way out. I said, how do y'all figure that? I said, they're setting records all the time, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On on numbers. Uh, as far as any few people, I would say recognize people as myself, Scott Ingalls, and some are still in the game. As far as us uh, making any money in a stud dog, it's over, buddy. Okay. Well, let me ask you this question, Keith. If you was in charge today of the rules, we're going to switch a little bit to the rules. Didn't have to ask nobody, and there wasn't no voting. In PKC, is there a rule or two that sticks out that you would change, add, or take away? What about that? Well, I, I like – I think they done changed it back. I, I like that uh, – I like that no leash law, you know. But you've got so many babbling dogs today. It, here, here's what pisses me off. You turn loose. A couple of them just, yeah, 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 Shut up, like, yeah, yeah. Minutes up, yeah, yeah, strike Joe. But he just, yeah, yeah. Well, he's taking them on it. Well, Jesus Christ, we know that's running nothing. 
he ain't babbling because he he started off running and he's still carrying it on out of here. Well, it's just don't never shut up. You know, you can turn him loose in the Sahara Desert and he'd do that. And uh, I've got old Joe over here. He strikes over here for 50 at 400 yards and trees a coon. Well, finally, old babbling Jimmy and the others treated a mile and a half in there and and uh, says, me, because I got a lead in there to him. I've told him, if if you can carry that 100 strike out there, don't get mad. I said, you're in the ball game. You are in the ball game till somebody trees that second coon, son. Well, would you're you uh, would you say let's just enforce the, the rule if they're mouthing, let's just minus them? Or would you say well, they need to change the rule? I mean, what what would you say to fix that? Well, how are you going to enforce it? How are you going to enforce it? You've got these boys weeding them. They're better than Philadelphia lawyers. And, uh, I mean, how are you going to enforce it? Well, he took it on out there. He took it on out there now. Now, Mr. Judge, did he did he not take a track on through there? Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, that's all we can expect, you know. That didn't take nothing through there. You know it. The judge knows it. Weed knows it. And I'm just using weed for an example. And uh, we all know it didn't run nothing out there. He just never did shut up barking. Hell, we're all smarter than that, ain't we? Oh, yeah. We're, we have I mean, seen that affect loose, our dogs. You can cut you can cut loose five times, and he'll do it every time. Now, do you think, oh, uh, hey, he was a coon dog. Uh, old Don Camazzi sold him, and then Brian Whitted owned him, old white, the big white dog. Uh, big D. Uh, big D? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, son, that was a coon trier, son. He was a real outfit. Old Brian, I told him one night. He said, oh, old D smell. I said, oh, Brian, shut that up. I said, no. You know, don't play us for an idiot. We know he's going to leave here barking. Shut up. You know, I don't care. I don't care that he does it. You get away with it. But don't think I'm stupid and I'm going to believe. He smells one. I said he smelled one at the club, too. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind somebody knowing I'm stupid, but don't, don't advertise it, you know. I, I don't like it, but how do you stop it? I, I don't, I'm not smart enough to know. Oh, oh, I understand that. Well, look here, Keith, you, you've been uh, all in in this sport. You've been committed as a breeder, a trainer, and a competitor, and I know people get in trouble when they start mentioning people, but uh, I know there's been some people walk right there along by your side. Is there anybody that uh, you'd like to, to mention on your path, Keith? I mean, my wife, my kids, my grandkids, uh, uh, my wife for sure. When I was, if, hey, when when I was in my day, I said, I'm going to go to Texas next week. I'd be fine, honey. You know, she never, well, I wouldn't listen to it, but she's never once said, well, you, you know, I just think you didn't go this weekend. <laughs> you know, she has never, never once said nothing like that won't still today we're 63 and i can i could tell her i'm going to texas next week gonna be gone for two weeks to coon hunt and she all oh, she like you got somebody cover your loads in the truck i said i got it don't worry about it but uh now yeah she's she stood by me and, and uh i guess you can say joe give me a lot of advice and uh but i've got most of it just a hard nose dedication i guess you'd say really i i I drove these old trucks and worked my whole life and I'd hunt five, six nights a week, sleep two or three hours a day. 
And I just hate to lose, but <laughs> I don't give one of it. I don't like nobody put their shoes on quicker than I do. But hey, if you if you do, I'm good with it. Yeah. You know, you know, you can take a spanking and shake your hand. I can tell you that. I can do that. Uh, well, Mr. Keith, we we kind of kept you. You, you ask us to keep it to 30 minutes and it's ended up being two hours. We kind of kept you a little too long, I guess. Uh, not for not us, good. but for you. Now, what I don't get today, I'll get her tomorrow. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, and we do appreciate you coming on here and, and talking about all this. And if, you know, if somebody listens to this, they listen, they say, man, I think I want to try me a, a puppy off some of Mr. Keith's stuff. Do you have any for sale right now or anything like that? I've got one bread but i don't think she's stuck she she's out of a hot spot the one old copper and that up oh the one one world hunt bobby and him hat yeah yeah she's out of hot spot but i, I ain't sure she's stuck well uh, do you dabble in other I, lines of dogs any to kind of like as far as hot spot you're saying that female is off hot spot uh, you know is that what i want not really but if you're gonna to try to sell some pups, you gotta you can't just suit yourself all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I understand completely. I've got a pup here right now. I do like him a little. Is he showed he just turned six months old two or three days ago and I've not fooled with him hard. He's off of a cousin Jigs, which old Jigs was off of Homer, you know. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, now I made me and me and him are good friends today, uh Oh shoot! Right back, I can't remember. Oh, uh, who was that handled old jig? The idiot knows. Uh, uh, Stivers, he owned and handled him. Yeah, yeah Stivers, yeah. And uh, me and him brought it a pro hunt down in Arkansas, and I had old uh, Box, and uh, he introduced himself to me, and he said, "You ain't never seen old jigs, have you, Middle?" I said, "No." Well, old Jigs, he's a big old-footed dog, long-eared with ears. He looked like a bloodhound to me. He said, what do you think? I said, about what? Robert got, Robert's pretty outspoken himself. <laughs> he didn't like it. Well, he beat me. Me and him, he, we treed uh, five coons. He treed Jigs, treed three, box treed two, and a den. I don't think any of the others did much of nothing. And we got back at the truck. But I told Robert, I said, I said, I've heard a lot of good stuff about him. I said, you asked me if I like the way he looks. And I said, I don't like the way he looks. We got back to the truck. He said, I bet you like the way he looks now, don't you? I said, no. I said, that's still just as ugly as he was when we left. But I said, I do. I said, I've told you, Robert, I've heard a lot of good things about him. And ain't none of that to lie. I said, he's the real deal. But I don't like the way he looks. Didn't like the way he looks when he left. And I still don't like the way he looks. And he kind of laughed, and me and Robert ended up being pretty good friends. I guess he thought I'd back up, but I didn't. And here I'm advertising stud dog. I mean, that's one of his pups. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't like that kind of dog. I've got two litter mates here out of Cuz and the Jig. One of them looks just like the Jig side, and the other one looks like the box side. And we go. The other one's got the big, long, hounding ears, old big feet. And, but, you know, that ain't, just, that ain't what I like. Was old Jigs the real deal? I'm telling you, he was. Son, that was a, that was a coon career, buddy. Old Jigs was. You like them, Bev? Drink out of Coke bottle? I've had a lot of them come around and say, "Bailey, I like your dogs. Their heads are too little." I said, "They got enough, got enough head to hold some brains in there." I said, uh, "I said I ain't never had none of them big looking hounds that can get through the woods like I want one to get through." 
uh, old Clint, how's his Clint? All them, they were little dare headed dogs, you know. But anyway, if I could get one that looked like that and do what I want, can't ever get none of them got the characteristics like I want. Yeah. Are you about done or? Yeah. Uh, here my son just come up. From, uh, uh, I think he's wanting to go turkey hunting, but he got more on making him big cows because I've been this long getting. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Uh, I hate I messed y'all's afternoon up and. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate y'all showing interest in me. Appreciate it, man. It, it's you've you've done a ton to help the sport and I, i'm i'm glad that we could get this story out there and i do appreciate it. and i'll let you know when this drops and thank you so much for coming on here mr eddie you got anything so absolutely keith enjoyed it buddy as always thank you and uh good lord willing i'll see you to coon hunt soon buddy that work buddy appreciate y'all yes sir you have a good one all right, all right. All right. thank you yes sir right. bye With summertime upon us and the leaves on the trees, go on over to conkeysoutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup of AGM thermals to help you find that next coon. Conkeys also is a proud carrier of dog tra- tracking systems, and they carry the new Pathfinder too. You can find all this and much, much more at conkeysoutdoors.com. Go on over and check them out. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.